What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the Chicago Bears fall and the wild card matchup against the New Orleans Saints in in New Orleans um, on Nickelodeon as well, which was a it's just a weird experience, I guess you can call it. Um, it was the first time it was ever aired on Nickelodeon. Any kind of major sport was aired on there for the complete three and a half hours. It was it was a cool experience. It was very cool. We're going to break it down. Uh, the Bears lost nine to twenty one to the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees, about to be 42 years old in the upcoming week, looked not amazing, but he didn't look like he's ready to retire. And I'm sure he is at the end of the year, regardless of what the outcome is. Um, but good for good for Drew Brees. I hope, you know, if, if anything, I hope they land on top just so I can be able to say that we were beaten by at least the Super Bowl champions. But we're going to break it down, talk about this video, talk about the game, um, what went good, what went wrong. And what this means moving forward going into Monday morning. I mean, there's going to be a couple questions that need to be answered. Not only the coaching position, the quarterback position, uh, the front office decisions. There's a lot of things that are going to go into this video. And I I think there's going to be a couple of videos that need to be made after this. There's going to be, you know, the future of the offseason. There's going to be the draft. There's going to be what happens, who gets fired, who stays. Um, who's going to walk into free agency. This might as well been the very last time we saw Allen Robinson, Cordell Patterson, Mr. Trubisky, or Tashawn Gibson as a Chicago Bear. Uh, there's a lot of people, and uh, Cairo Santos as well. I mean, he just was one of the, statistically one of the best kickers in the league. He can go anywhere he wants. Um, we really don't know what's going to happen at the end of the year, and especially I believe Eddie Pinheiro is a free agent as well. We might not have either kicker going into 2021, um, but... It was nice to have some January football back. The Chicago Bears, like I did say, did lose 9-21. to uh, We're going to break that down for you right now on everything that happened throughout the game. And just, just in a nutshell, what I thought of the game. Now, going into this game, we not only knew that Roquan Smith and Darnell Mooney were not going to be available, and most likely Buster Screen, but Jalen Johnson, who was somewhat available at practice throughout the week, did get deemed not eligible to play because of his injury. Um, it was Ro- Roquan Smith had an injury with his elbow. Uh, Buster Screen has a pretty serious injury with a concussion. And I'm only saying that because he's been gone for quite some time now, if I'm not mistaken. It's been about a month or so. Uh, so prayers for Buster Screen. I hope he's you know, mentally well and, and just physically feeling better. Um, and mentally, I mean, that's a serious injury. Um, Roquan Smith with his elbow, hopefully it's nothing major. Hopefully it's just a strain or a bruise. Um, nothing like a fracture or anything like that. And Jalen Johnson with his shoulder and Darnell Mooney with his shoulder. It's And um, Travis Gibson as well was marked and, and a couple others. But it was, just, it was just rough going in. We knew this was going to be a tough game, but I didn't expect it to be as tough as it was. Um, one of the biggest upsets, I think, was the fact that the Saints did get Michael Thomas back at full health. Um, well, at least what looked like full health. Michael Thomas looked like he didn't miss a beat after missing a few weeks um, and most of the season due to an injury. Um, but Michael Thomas was back for Drew Brees, and so was Alvin Kamara after fighting COVID. Um, he did get to play this week. And Mitchell Trubisky throughout the game in his last game, 19 for 29, 199 yards, one touchdown and zero interceptions. Um, if that's the last game by Mitchell Trubisky, I feel horrible for him. Because if we're being quite honest, this game was Mitchell Trubisky's game. Uh, J- uh, Javon Wims, that early... Uh, it was, honestly, if Matt Nagy, if you were calling plays when you had that trick play to Javon Wims all the way up the middle um, into the end zone, that was an amazing play. That was an amazing play call. That was an amazing um, play action. It, it looked great. It was phenomenal. The throw was a dart. It was a dot by Mitchell Trubisky. 
It was a perfect throw, and it went right into the hoop of his hands, and Javon Williams didn't come down with the ball. If that was Darnell Mooney or Riley Ridley or uh, Allen Robinson or anybody else, I truly believe they would have caught that ball. Um, but he didn't. And then there were a couple other parts where Javon Williams just did not look great. And it's, it was very unfortunate because, you know, you really want him to step up. And he did have a couple good plays that he made, but it was just not his game. It was not his day. Um, and, it's, and it was really frustrating. And if we're going to talk about things that are frustrating, um, we're going to dive into the offense right now and just talk about it. David Montgomery did not get involved today. David Montgomery, 12 carries, 31 yards, 3.26 average, zero touchdowns. That... That, that can't happen. That can't happen, and especially not in a game like this. Now, the, the l- defensive line of the Saints is amazing, but when I see da- uh, David Montgomery not even getting enough touches, he's, and if Mitchell Trubisky's not getting it done and David, Mo- and David Montgomery's not getting the, the amount of carries, I just don't understand what this offense expects to happen. I don't know why they think that there's going to be something that randomly just clicks throughout the game. That's one of my biggest issues with the Bears right now is they keep doing the same thing over and over again. And it reminds me so much of the John Fox, um, John Fox offense back in the day when we would just run, run, short pass, punt. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's just I'm, up, I'm, I'm fed up with it. And, and Matt Nagy's becoming that. He's becoming a burden to this offense, more like John Fox and, and Mark Tressman were where we're better off without him, honestly. And and Bill Lazor as well. I mean, I love Bill Lazor. I did love Bill Lazor when we were on those winning streaks. We were playing horrible teams, but at the same time, the play calling was simplified and it was working. And the fact that Bill Lazor possibly even allowed Matt Nagy to come back and start calling plays, um, it, it just shouldn't be allowed. And I know that's not up to Bill Lazor, but the fact that he's not, they're not fighting for it more. Mitchell Trubisky even said in an interview um, that he feels so much more comfortable now that um, the, the coaches are listening to him and what he wants to run. And that was how he felt under Bill Lazor. And now with Matt back, I just feel like it's just all going downhill. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, three carries for 10 yards, 3.3 average. I mean, it, it's just a mess. And, and my biggest issue is Artavius Pierce. Where was he? You saw Ryan Nall on third and two, and that's a strategic play by Matt Nagy. That's idiotic. He's like your fourth string running back. You have David Montgomery, uh, Tariq Cohen, Cordell Patterson, um, and, and, and then Artavius Pierce, and then I would say Ryan Nall. I mean, that's your fifth guy then. Um, but it's just it's just really – and at some point you could have said he was the sixth one because of Lamar Miller. But anyways, it's just really upsetting to see that we are not using the run game again in another playoff game where you think Matt Nagy would have learned from only rushing the ball about 12 times um, in, against the Eagles in 2018 in the wild card game. But then again – when does he ever learn? We, we really have not seen a different Matt Nagy. We have seen a different Mitchell Trubisky. We have seen a different offense from David Montgomery. We have seen these guys learn from their mistakes and progress and become dominant players. And then, and then it's just nothing. And it's nothing. And in the first half, if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, Allen Robinson only had like um, one reception for two yards. It was just, that's your number one wide receiver. And Darnell Mooney's out. Anthony Miller's out. Oh, we're going to get into Anthony Miller as well in a minute. Um... But it's just that, you know, even Allen Robinson, like, this is your game to shine, and you just did not perform. Um, there's also players that we're going to get into on the same side of the ball, That why I think they were so effective. Um, Taysom Hill did get hurt uh, early on in the game with a knee injury. He did come back, if I'm not mistaken, uh, but not for long. Drew Brees, 28 for 39, 265 yards and two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, also zero interceptions, if I didn't say that earlier. Um, Alvin Kamara, 23 carries for 99 yards, 
4.3 average with one touchdown. And that's my point. You feed him the ball enough and he gets there. And that's what you have to do with David Montgomery. That's how you win this game, especially in such of a close game as it was. It might have been 9 to... 9 to... Um, what's it called? 9 to 21, I'm sorry. Um, but it, it the fact is that it was a really close game. I mean, it was 3 to 7 by half. And honestly, it should have been set, or it should have been 10 to uh, 7 Bears. It really should have. Um, sorry, I'm blanking. It's currently 12, uh, 12, 12.13 a.m., uh, I did this a little later because I, I was, uh, if you haven't heard already, outfielder Brennan Davis, Chicago Cubs top two prospect. Um, I did get an interview with him today. If you haven't checked that out, it's on, it's it's in the podcast and it's also on YouTube, Mike, on the Mike podcast. Um, check it out. It's an amazing interview with an amazing person. Uh, can't wait to see him shine. But anyways, it was just, we have not perfected anything offensively. We have not grown on anything because Matt Nagy always just ropes everybody back in and is on to our old ways. Um, and now we're going to talk about the Bears de- or the Bears defense. The Bears defense, oh my God. It's like they never learn. They never learn. Um, and I'm going to get into Anthony Miller in a little bit. That's a whole different conversation. But I want to talk about the defense. The defense today was so undisciplined. There were penalties everywhere. They were missing their men everywhere. False starts everywhere. It was just neutral zone infraction defense everywhere. Every time I looked around. They just, there is no discipline with the Chicago Bears defense or the offense, quite frankly. Um, Chuck Pagano and Matt, Matt Nagy do not have any leadership, I think, to this team. I think this team just does what it wants to do. Um, the leadership comes through the players like Khalil Mack and, that's, and, and Jimmy Graham and others like that. But other than that, I truly do believe they really don't have any leaders to look to um, from the coaching staff. And it's definitely not Ryan Pace because Ryan Pace just kind of hides uh, he's not a coach, but you know what I mean? Like, no, there is nobody in the front office or in the coaching staff that I could look to and be like, I would run through a brick wall for this guy. There's not a soul. Even during the 2018 club dub shit, I, I had no, you know, it just felt like, it just felt like it's fun for right now, but in the long run, this might not be fun. Um, especially when you're in club dub and there's no dubs. And that's, that's my focal point that I'm trying to make. It's, it's really, it's really hard to be a player's coach, to be a buddy-buddy to a, to a player when you're a coach, frankly, because you need to be respected. And I believe Matt Nagy has lost all that respect. And you see that through what happened today with Anthony Miller, what happened in week, I forget what week it was, but with Javon Wims. Um, and, and you see this time and time again. And it's, and it's really frustrating. It really is. The Saints defense looked great today. Um, Duke Shelley almost came up with a big interception. I was happy to see him progress. Uh, because he had a tough week last week against the Packers. But, you know, he didn't come up with it, but it was really close. Uh, it, honestly, it was, like, probably a couple inches away from being an interception. But uh, <laughs> it, it's 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 really difficult. Now, Chauncey Gardner. We're going to get into this right now. Chauncey Gardner is the death of the Chicago Bears offense. He really is. Um, he got – he, he – all right, let's break it down. So weeks back when the Bears played the Saints, Nick Foles was still quarterback. Um, Mitchell Trubisky came in for some wildcat play that got him injured. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. Um, Chauncey Gardner, basically, it was something along the lines of poking Anthony Miller in the eyes, which led up to Javon Wims walking up to him, snatching his chain and punching him, sucker punching him in the face like a straight-up murderer, um, which was insane. And that got Javon Wims suspended for two games and got him uh, ejected out of the game. Now, this week, Anthony Miller finally clapped back <laughs> and, and tried to punch him. And I believe he did land a hit on him, and, and he got ejected from the game. Now, here's my issue. Um, Javon Wims, 
Not only did you do that, now you didn't catch the ball that would have tied the game. Not only did you do that, you also did not perform to your best standards today when the opportunities arose because Darnell Mooney and Anthony Miller were out. Um, Riley really should have been playing, getting more playing snaps. Um, it, you just shouldn't have been in the game. And, and that's no disrespect to Javon. Javon is one hell of a player. But at the end of the day, I just truly just don't see it. I think we just trade him or cut him, whatever you got to do. Uh, this is not it. Anthony Miller. My, my honest take on Anthony Miller is Anthony Miller has to go. Honestly, I would trade Anthony Miller in a second round pick for Matt Stafford or some or Daniel or uh, not Daniel, uh, Sam Darnold or something along those lines any day of the week. I really would. Um, I'm tired of, of Anthony Miller. He's not progressing. He's not developing. He is the same Anthony Miller, if not worse, um, that we did when we drafted him. And he's just he's peaked. I think he doesn't give a shit. He's very disrespectful um, with what he pulled today. This is one of the biggest games of your career, and you decide to throw a punch at somebody who doesn't even matter after after the game's over. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm not saying Chauncey Gardner doesn't matter as a human being, but in Anthony Miller's personal life, Chauncey Gardner does not matter is what I'm saying. This is not somebody you're going to have to ever see again until next season. Um, or even if we do play the Saints, you'll never really have to see him. And and that's uh, that's what a goon does to a team. And when I played flag football, when I played lacrosse, baseball, basketball, whatever I'm playing, I was that person. I was that person who would be in your ear talking crap and trying to get you to hit me, trying to get you to do something to me because that was my game. That was my game. I played great defense and I got in your ear and I talked to you. That's all I did. Um, and it worked. But that was that was my number one rule. Or that's Every team's number one rule in high school is don't fight, don't lose your temper. And that's exactly what these two did. And I just think we don't have room for that. We, we're literally probably about to lose Allen Robinson to free agency. And, and you can't have Anthony Miller be, you know, the leader on this team. It's obviously going to be Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney, Riley Ridley. Um, maybe we try to pick up Juju. But honestly, the way Juju acts, I don't want Juju on this team either. Uh, the same old Browns. The Browns just messed you up like 48 to uh, 37. And it was 28 to 0 at like the first quarter. So I don't want to hear any of that. Um, I would really love to have somebody like a Kenny Galladay on the Chicago Bears. I think he's a Chicago native. Uh, I think that would be an amazing addition to this team. You really do. You just really do need to hit on these uh, offseason signings. It's just really going to be rough. There's so many signings to do. Not enough cap space. Um, and there's just so much to work with. I mean, I really just hope we really just need to bank on Robert Quinn right now. Uh, being fully healthy going in the next year and just making that money that he's supposed to make, um, earning that money, I should say. It's it's going to be really frustrating to see if Robert Quinn it never you know goes back to that Pro Bowl type season that he had with the Cowboys. It's going to be really frustrating to see that, and I hope not. I pray to God that we see a better one, uh, a better Robert Quinn next year with Khalil Mack. But if we don't, I mean, we could possibly see a Deshaun Watson trade. Or a Jimmy Garoppolo trade or something along those lines. I doubt it, but it's possible. Um, back to the game. It was a tough loss, but honestly, I expected it. I really didn't think we were going to win this game. Um, I didn't think... And, and let, me, let me rephrase. Until Darnell Mooney and, um, and uh, Roquan Smith got injured, I thought we had a good chance at beating the Saints again. If we had to play them again. I truly did. Um, and then when they got injured and they were ruled out, I knew we didn't have a shot. Because I knew Jalen Johnson either wasn't going to play or wasn't going to be 100%. And Buster Screen was going to be out with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. I mean, there's just no telling how good this defense was or how bad this defense was going to be. And they were bad. 
Um, Eddie Jackson looked undisciplined. And that's, and that's my thing. If Vic Fangio was here, this team would be disciplined. I truly do believe that. If Mike Ditko was here, this team would be disciplined and respected and feared. But they're not. And it's honestly because Chuck either doesn't give a shit and Matt Nagy is a child. That's honestly how I truly feel about this Bears team. Um, they're full of young leaders. They are full of young, young vocalists who care about their communities and care about things like Black Lives Matter. Um, so many other things as well that they've promoted. And I, and I love that about the players. But the coaches are just, they're more immature than, than anybody on, the, on any other team. They're just, they're like kids. And Chuck Pagano just sits there and cries, but he refuses to change his coverage schemes. He refuses to be in anything other than zone coverage. And it's just, it's just frustrating. He refuses to blitz um, on a consistent basis or on a, on a basis that makes sense. Matt Nagy refuses. And, and it's honestly, here's what's most frustrating about Matt Nagy is you've literally been in this situation two years ago to the reason why you don't make the uh, why you don't advance in the playoffs. It's because you don't run the ball enough. You don't run the ball effectively. You just run it right up the middle and pray it works out. You have to do trick plays. You have to do things with Darnell Mooney, Riley Ridley, and, and so many others. But when half of your players are getting ejected out of games because not only are they not disciplined enough to not fight for themselves, they also don't give a shit about your reputation, about how you look when they fight. So they throw punches against a cornerback who... Nobody would even know this kid's name if he didn't run his mouth. I mean, that, that's just the facts. No one knows Chauncey Gardner for being a top corner in this league. They just know him for being the guy who runs his mouth and gets people kicked out of games at this point. That's honestly what it is. Um, the Chicago Bears, Mitchell Trubisky, if you are ever listening to this, I am sorry. I am sorry we failed you these last four years. I am sorry that Ryan Pace um, refused to give you the right offensive coordinators the right offensive coaching schemes and the right people around you to make you successful. And to Khalil Mack, I'm sorry we wasted your prime. To Allen Robinson, I'm sorry we wasted your time, um, but you can go. Um, but to Mitch, I just hope Mitchell Trubisky, if you are not a Chicago Bear next year, I will still always be a fan of you. I will buy your jersey wherever you go. Um, and that's just not me, you know, being a fanboy. That's just me believing in a kid who believes in not only himself, but in his teammates and his brothers that, ha that are uh, side by side, locked arms with him. He says that time and time again, he believes in these guys. He wants to be successful. And I don't know how you could hate this man for trying to be something more than himself. And he's trying to be a part of a team. Matt Nagy isn't. Matt Nagy is focused on Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy wants that trophy in his trophy box, if that makes sense. He wants it in his trophy case, I should say. Um, whereas Mitchell Trubisky wants it in the middle of Hallis Hall. And I know that's a weird analogy to make, but my point is Matt Nagy is not a team player. Matt Nagy is in it for him. He's not going to change for anybody. And he might, you know, throw some tricks in there here and there to cover his ass when Ryan Pace gets a little skeptical of him. Um, but at the end of the day, a lever doesn't change his spots, and Matt Nagy's always going to be that way. Matt, if the rumors are true that Matt Nagy's job is safe, uh, we're in for one hell of a year next year because the schedule, it's, I don't know if it's the official schedule, but from what it looks like, uh, it's going to be rough. And I think it's going to be rough regardless because honestly, we don't even know who QB1 is going to be next year. And frankly, we really don't know who QB2 is going to be next year because we don't know, is Nick Foles going to be the starter? Is he not? Is he, is he going to be traded? Is Mitch Trubisky going to test free agency? Um, we re Tyler Bray is really the only quarterback we know that's coming back next year. And that's scary. Um, <laughs> and it's just, there's just so many things I think need to get done. And I think it all starts with firing Chuck tomorrow. 
um, in the morning, firing Ryan Pace at some point if um, he doesn't address Matt Nagy. If he doesn't fire Matt Nagy out, fire Ryan Pace immediately. Um, and, it, and it all comes up to Virginia McCaskey and George McCaskey on what they want to do because they need to realize that this is a this is a special team. This team has the leaders. This team, and it's not they're not going to be here forever. I mean, we don't have to re-sign them right now because they're not free agents right now. But we will have to re-sign Roquan Smith. We will have to re-sign James Daniels. We will have to re-sign uh, Akeem Hicks and, and, and others in like less than a year. And, and that's the scary part. It's this upcoming season that, that that's their contract year. And, and you don't want to lose guys like that. And Akeem Hicks, if you watched him this week, you watched him last week, he's frustrated. He's slapboxing dudes on the defensive line, on the, in the trenches, on the defensive line. It looks insane. He's slapping the offensive lineman. I mean, that just doesn't seem like a keem. I don't know if he's trying to rile himself up or rile up others, but he just seems really frustrated right now. And you can hear it from Khalil Mack was trying to be so vocal at the beginning of the year. And, and it just, he just got quieter and quieter as the year went on. And you can see why. Um, it's honestly, it's just super sad. And, and just because this is the last Bears game of the year doesn't mean it's my last football video of the year. Um, until the draft and, and free agency and stuff like that. I still will be doing my weekly recaps, um, just not as often. But keep a lookout for that. Uh, I really just don't know what this team is going to look forward to in the offseason. There's so many things to get done. Not only do we – I mean, honestly, right now, the only person I'm really trying to t bring back right now, Cairo Santos. Cairo Santos is the only person right now who escaped this season without getting one ounce of doubt from me. I mean, I, I doubted them at the beginning of the year just because I was a little like, whoa, uh, what's happening But with Eddie Pinheiro's situation. But Cairo Santos and Mitchell Trubisky are the only people that deserve to come back right now. Um, Allen Robinson, you deserve to come back. I'm not trying to hate on you. I'm just saying in these big moment situations, we've seen time and time again this season that you want that top dollar money, but you don't do enough to, to earn it. I mean, it, whether it was not going out of bounds on fourth down, the two to three times that you literally handed an interception to a corner or a DB. Um, then today, you know, in the first half, you literally didn't do anything to escape yourself from the pack or, or, or distance yourself from anybody, any other wide receiver on the team. Um, it's just really going to come down to who do you want the number one wide receiver to be on the Bears in the future, Allen Robinson or Darnell Mooney or Kenny Galladay. You really could go any way with it. It's going to be really interesting. I really don't know what else to say about this game other than, I pray for the future, and I just believe in the future, and I hope, I hope something happens. I hope something, something drastic is going to have to happen, and I really don't think it's going to be a one-year fix. I think with the amount of guys we're going to have to re-sign in 2021, this offseason, um, and, and coming up in the offseason of 2022, there's so many things that we're going to have to fix and develop. You have to pray for guys like Travis Gibson. I mean, honestly, the only number one fix right now where I can say, all right, this is fun. This is great. This is amazing. This is something, um, sorry, I almost swear. This is something I think we can win a Super Bowl with. And it's honestly, you trade Robert Quinn and a few first round picks for uh, Deshaun Watson. And, and you keep your offensive line with the 2021 first round pick. You draft an offensive lineman. Um, then you throw in James Daniels healthy, Cody Whitehair healthy. You throw in Charles Leno Jr. who is looking better towards the end of the season. Top five, if I'm not mistaken, um, at, the, at the position. And then Sam Mustafer and Alex Bars. But then you do have that, uh, you know, number one draft pick or uh, first round draft pick. That's the only way I could really see it going. It's the only way I could really see this team progressing and becoming something more than itself. 
because there's going to be a lot of ifs and whens. I mean, you can definitely go to the, go deep into the playoffs with Deshaun Watson, David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, um, Riley Ridley, Darnell Mooney, Anthony Miller, and Javon Wims. But, I mean, if you don't get that and you end up with a Sam Darnold and Allen Robinson's not there, I really don't know what's going to happen. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. But thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. What an amazing Bears season. It's been an amazing ride with all of you. I loved every part of this. I loved making the podcast. This is my first season doing this. Um, I can't wait for season two of Mike on the Mic for next season. It's going to be something special. Uh, I'm already talking to big time guys. I'm talking to guys like Daniel Braverman, um, Brennan Davis, and just so many others. And I just can't wait to help grow and, and grow the community with you guys. This has been something special. It's been some of the best times of my life. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Peace out. Go Bears.